Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation, I talk with registered dietitian Erin Hoisington about finding your first job out of your dietetic internship. I've been doing a little cooking this week for my Wisdom Wednesday blog post, so make sure to give it a read at annelizabethrd.com, where you can also find my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, and other blog posts and everything Anne Elizabeth. My guest, Erin Hoisington, is a registered dietitian who chose dietetics as a second career a little bit later in life, very similar to myself. When I first met Erin, she was reaching out to me because she wanted to know what schooling she needed to become a registered dietitian. Her first degree is in agricultural education and teaching, but she had such a strong passion for dietetics, she took the leap and started completely over. Erin and I talk about going back to school and her first job as a registered dietitian. I hope you enjoy. So I was thinking about uh, our my initial contact with you. I received a Facebook message from you, and it was, hi, my name is Erin Hoisington, and I got your contact information from Stacy Wurzberger. I think that it was from Stacy, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And she mentioned that you're a dietitian, and I just kind of wanted to pick your brain because I'm thinking about going back to school and becoming a dietitian. And so that's the first time we actually were introduced to each other. And so I kind of want you to take me back to that time in your life. And, you know, we didn't know each other. And so tell me what was going through your head at that time when you were thinking about becoming a dietitian. Okay. I wish I knew for sure. Um, so I had, I graduated from Oklahoma State 2005 with a degree in agricultural education. Okay. Decided not to teach in the traditional sense. Um, had done all kinds of things trying to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I had started a uh, workout program in the late summer 2009. And part of it was kind of the nutrition aspect of it and eating protein and complex carbohydrates and enough fruits and vegetables, so on and so forth. Um, and it, I was just amazed at what like that nutrition piece to things to see participants follow that along with the workout program, how it affected it. So I got really interested in nutrition. Um, one day, so is this a, per, a personal workout? So you were like working out for yourself or you designed a program for other people to No, I was, follow. I was, I was participating okay. in, yeah, in sure. a, it was a group, um, workout program. program. Yeah. And so I was at the time working at uh, Marriott, and I overheard two women talking about their diets. Uh, one was on the cabbage soup diet, one was on something else, and I was just like, just screaming inside my head because I wanted to tell them, like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's when it kind of like hit me. It was just a total epiphany moment. And so I started looking into, well, what does that entail? Um, I remember my chiropractor at the time, you know, he had a bad taste in his mouth for dietitians. And so, oh, don't, don't become a dietitian. You don't have to do that. And so I thought, well, maybe I don't. But the more I looked into it, I realized that dietitians really are the nutrition experts and that I didn't feel that it was appropriate for me to give nutrition advice, especially when somebody has a medical condition that they're Mm -hmm. dealing with um, on top of things without going back to school. Um, so I was, I had just gotten married, um, had to break to my husband. Hey, I think I'm going back to school full time, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that's what I really want to do. So that's why I, um, had reached out and Stacy's sure. sister is also a dietitian. Yes. So I'd reached out to Jenny as well. Um, just to kind of hear from both of you kind of what Different your, opinions. yeah. And so 
apparently whatever you told me was good because <laughs> I enrolled at Iowa State. <laughs> so I don't know a lot about the whole prior to that conversation. So what, I mean, you obviously had a whole other life when it came to college and animal science. And, you know, when you got interested in doing that as a college student, what, what interests you at that point about animal science? Um, when I grew up in high school, I was very involved in FFA, which okay. is Future Farmers of America. It was an agricultural-based youth organization, got very involved in leadership. I was a district officer. I was a local officer. Uh, just really fell in love with agriculture and kind of where our food came from. My dad farms, my grandpa farmed, okay. my uncle. So it just kind of had always been part of my life. And so then when I went off to school, I wanted to teach that to high okay. school students. I had a very influential, fan, fabulous teacher at that time. And that's why I initially pursued that. It wasn't until the end of my college when I did my semester of student teaching that I realized that it's not just working with the students. It's sure. the faculty. It's the administration. It's the school board. It's the parents or the lack of parental involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these different factors. I even received a call from the school, actually, because one of their agricultural teachers was leaving and they asked me to apply for that position. Oh, um, wow. So you had a possible job opportunity oh, right yeah. out of right before you're done with college. Yes. Then. Yes. Um, but I just decided that was not my calling. And so I thought it was not fair to the students or myself to pursue that. Okay. Um, and so then that's why I just, from so you're kind of at a, you're at a, that was a tough point in your life because you'd gone through all this schooling, you did your student teaching and you got to this point where you're like, this is not my calling. And so by the time that you graduated and you had your aha moment with your, you know, workout plan and then your ladies that were discussing the cabbage <laughs> soup diet, how much time was in between that? Um, so I graduated in May, 2005 from Oklahoma state. And then that would have been in probably early 2010. Okay. Um, maybe mid 2010. Um, that I kind of started to realize that's what I wanted to do. But it took me quite a while to actually figure out that, yeah, I know I do want to pursue this. Because I knew going back to school full-time was a, huge a major commitment. undertaking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it took me a little bit of time. Were you completely intimidated by the fact that you had been in college and you did the whole college undergraduate thing and that time had passed and then you were going to go start all over again? <laughs> So you had made that decision. You said, yes, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to be a dietitian. What kind of feelings and thoughts were going through your head when you were going to go hop back into school again with 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds and do that? You know, now it seems like, oh, I was fine with it. But I know at the time I was a train wreck. <laughs> um, part of me was so anxious to just start. I was working a job that I was miserable at. Okay. I just wanted to get moving forward. And I think that truly it was God's plan to put me in that position so that I wouldn't move forward with this. Um, I'm afraid if I would have been somewhere I was too comfortable, I might've just sat there. It was totally intimidating. I've always had a gift for academics. Mm -hmm. I test well Mm -hmm. is really what it boils down to. And so I've always succeeded in academics. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm the smartest person there. I just know how to test well. (laughs) So my grades reflected that, (laughs) Um, but it was. It was totally intimidating. I totally felt like the old lady on campus. We made jokes about me being Frank the Tank from old school. Um, you know, my husband wanted me to rush a sorority because I was getting... Cause he thought that would be funny. Oh, yeah. He thought that would be fantastic to go to sorority parties. But, and it boiled down to, I remember my first day, I came out of my first class 
and had to find my second class. I had no clue where I was where going. Was. And I just had to approach some random girls. Thankfully, they were totally sweet. They Aww. were completely interested in my story, and they walked me to my building. Um, and then once I got there, though, I realized there's a large non-traditional student population at Iowa State, and especially within the dietetics program. Okay. I was um, going to ask if there was quite a few non-traditional students that yes. were in that program. Yes. And I was blessed to meet them, um, a couple of them right from the bat, and then kind of continue to grow that circle in my time there, which was helpful um, because then it ended up as I progressed, um, you know, I had people to relate to. There were people that were also commuting two hours a day, you know, to go to school. There were people that were dealing with part-time jobs and families on top of things. Well, that, and that's a good point to make too, that, you know, when it comes to our profession, that, there is not just the traditional, you know, right out of high school going into college dietetic students that there are non there are people like us cuz I as well took mm-hmm. a different journey in my profession but that there isn't that you find that camaraderie with older non-traditional students that you can have that support and create a network that way yeah. but also still have that great connection with the younger very ambitious yes. and excited about their future younger dietitians too. So kind of a good blend. Oh, I think. absolutely. Absolutely. I was mama Aaron to some <laughs> and just a friend to others. Um, Did you find yourself like, you know, counseling life situations oh, with younger girls and boys and yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They tried to convince me to go to spring break at South Padre Island. My husband put the kibosh on that. Were you, were you thinking about it? Maybe I a little was bit. considering it. You're kind of like, Oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Grace was only a few months old. I thought maybe walking down the beach with her in a carrier would be fine, but <laughs> you decided against get a good it. Tan. <laughs> Terrible life decisions. But, but it's funny to kind of think that that's where they're at in their life yes. and you're a mother and you're going back to school and pursuing your biggest dream that you discovered on your own, which I think yes. is amazing. So do you really feel like when you had that aha moment with what got you into nutrition? Was it kind of, you know, the workout? Was it the ladies discussing diets? Or was there any other piece that maybe helped kind of push you to say, yes, this is the right, 100% the right path for me? Um, prayer. Prayer. <laughs> I mean, I really, I'm a true believer in that there's a plan for my life, for everybody's okay. life. Um, and so I just prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And my husband was not bought in for a long time, even after I started. Mm-hmm. It was hard for him. I think, too, he had in his mind that my time through school this time would be more like it was the first time around, that I would be more like a non-traditional student, that it would be about partying and be, I think he pictured animal house (laughs) and I tried to assure him that's not what it's like for me. In fact, it's way harder this time around because I'm trying to balance all those different pieces Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to when I was younger. Absolutely. Um, So really it, it was just between talking to you and Jenny and deciding that, you know, what they do does sound like exactly what I want to do. And then seeing all these different components was what really got me going. Now, throughout school and even in the short time that I've been out of school, mm-hmm. some of my philosophies have changed and shifted, and which I think is a good thing. And mm-hmm. I hope that they continue to do that because I think that that's only the responsible thing to do. The more we learn about, the more experiences we have to glean from those Mm -hmm. and then form our own opinions. Absolutely. That way. And that's the great thing about our profession too, is that we just get so much exposure to so many different things and it gives you the opportunity to make up your own philosophy and your own purpose and where you're at with your passion in this profession. And I think that's really a cool aspect that you brought that up. So thinking about school, since you just, it hasn't been too long since you've been out of school, 
But let's kind of talk about school to internship. Mm. So do you feel that you were prepared for your internship when you got done with school? Once I actually got into the internship, yes, I did. Yes, good. Um, at Iowa State, which is where I completed my degree and then mm-hmm. did my internship, there is one week at the beginning of the internship for an orientation week. And you are with students from all over the country who have also applied and gotten this mm-hmm. Iowa State internship. So there was a small group of, I'd say, probably 15 to maybe closer to 20 of us from Iowa State, and there were a total of, I think, 73 in our internship class. Oh, wow. We had to take a pre-test type pre-assessment kind of thing just to see where we are. And for those of us that graduated from Iowa State, I mean, there were a few things, lab value ranges that I was a little rusty on. But overall, I mean, without studying, I think, you know, we were most of us were getting in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, close to 90 on these for scores. Mm-hmm. Listening to students from other schools, I mean, the lack of knowledge of things that we considered very basic mm-hmm. uh, was just astounding to me. So at that point, I felt good going into the internship about my schooling and what had taken place at Iowa State to get me ready for the next step. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good kind of confidence (laughs) booster. (laughs) Like, okay, I was, I was okay. The whole four years I did this, that I was on the right track. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a great program. I really do. And I also had a friend who had completed her program at Kansas State online Mm -hmm. and had done the Iowa State internship a year before me, I believe. And she really struggled. Did she? And I think that has to do with the classwork and the coursework that she had to take. It was just different. And I think Mm -hmm. that that was reflective then when she did her internship. Well, that's, I mean, that's good that you had like even that comparison to know again, yes, this is good that I've gotten this opportunity and I've had great undergraduate to prepare me for my internship. And did you feel the whole time you were in your undergrad too, that you still were along that right path, that you'd chosen the right thing? Oh yeah. So you never, ever wavered back and forth like, oh gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. I made a bad decision or... Probably the only time that the doubt really came in, uh, well, maybe twice. (laughs) One (laughs) semester, I was taking organic chemistry, which I was terrible at. (laughs) The worst. It is the (laughs) hardest class ever. (laughs) I hated every minute of it. Um, And that was kind of tough. I was also pregnant at the time, and I don't think I knew that at that time quite yet. So emotionally, I was kind of a wreck. But I remembered <laughs> advice that you and Jenny had given to me the night before classes started at Iowa State. We'd gone to a Janet Jackson concert at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> That's right. We did. And you and Jenny told me, just remember, when you're sitting through classes like organic chemistry or biochemistry, just get through. Unless you want to go into research, <laughs> you don't need it in the exactly. detail that they're going to be teaching it. So just get through and move on. And I told myself that. I told the younger girls that. I just got mm-hmm. through. The only other time that I really kind of doubted it was I had grace in the middle of July in between what would be my sophomore and junior years. Classes started in August. I had a total of five weeks between the wow, time she was born and the time the classes started. And I remember breaking down. Mm-hmm. And my husband said to me, you know, if you want to take time off, I support that. That's fine. But I made the decision pretty quickly. It would have had to been a whole year that I took off just because of the way that the coursework was set up, oh, fall, spring. Yeah. And I decided I didn't want to push it back that far. Um, and so I'm glad he was supportive in that way because sure. I think it helped me feel like, okay, this is my decision and no, I'm going to push through. So those were really the only two times. I mean, my first class that I took at Iowa State was nutrition um, FSHN 101. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's 167. And... 
again, that class and I knew, nope, this is where I'm supposed to be. That's good. That's kind of like a comforting blanket kind of around your shoulders. Like, embrace me, take me in. This (laughs) feels good. (laughs) Well, now you're probably looking back too, you know, when you had that moment, you know, as a mother, but just aren't you so happy you didn't take that year off? Oh my gosh. Because of now where you're at. Yeah. I would just be going into my internship now, (laughs) which blows my mind if, (laughs) if it would work out, you know, Mm -hmm. and had I taken that year off, maybe the competition would have been stiffer for that internship. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm so thankful. I'm in the working world now. I'm earning a paycheck. I'm, you know, you're being a dietitian, which is what you wanted, which is good. So yeah, I'm so thankful that I continued on. Well, on that internship is, I mean, we, we all know how competitive it is to get an internship. And so ultimately probably in the back of your head, you're thinking if I take a year off, like you said, is it going to be more competitive? Am I going to have a less of a chance to get an internship? Because what 40% get internships out of college these, I think this time. Um, so yeah, I think that all those things go through your head because it is so much more than just getting through college. You have the internship portion, the test portion, all those things. So, so you're prepared for your internship. You felt like you weren't a fish out of water when it came to education and knowledge. So talk to me more about your internship. Um, I started after orientation week. I did one week at WIC, Women, Infants, and Children in Ames, Iowa, Mm -hmm. and had a really great experience there. I was there for a week. By day two, the women there were asking if I wanted to start counseling clients. (laughs) That's nice. I totally wasn't quite ready (laughs) at day two, but by day three, I did jump in and was able to counsel, which was really nice because only one of the counselors there was a mom. And then myself. And so I brought, I felt some knowledge and some experience that most of them didn't have, Mm -hmm. which was nice to be able to relate to a lot of the women. Um, It was a very neat experience. I think that the demographic in Ames is pretty different from what a lot of WIC uh, locations see. Just there were a lot of graduate students, a lot of people who were just even undergraduate students, but just just things were a little bit different there um, in a good way. Mm -hmm. I, I liked that. From there, I started at the VA hospital here in Des Moines, and from the get-go, got my feet wet right away. I had a preceptor who decided to kind of throw me to the wolves just on a whim, <laughs> and I'm glad she did. It, we laugh about it now hysterically. Um, you still but, talk to her? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. yes. We've stayed in, we've stayed in touch. Um, I enjoyed my time there immensely. I loved the VA. I loved the entire RD team there. Um, I love the demographic of patient and just how the system works. I know that it gets a lot a bad rap mm-hmm. often in the media. Um, and I know that there are some VAs that really probably do struggle, but I feel the Des Moines VA is strong um, for what it has to work with. And I was there for a total of 13 weeks. Oh, you were there for the, a lot of uh, or no, I No, I'm sorry. I was there for nine weeks. I was there okay. for nine weeks. And then had two days shadowing a renal dietitian at DeVita Dialysis and then went into Des Moines Public Schools. And then I did the 13 weeks at Des Moines Public Schools. So you spent a lot of time in in school nutrition too. So most of your time was VA clinical and then school nutrition was your other pretty much half. So thinking about those two, like just thinking about all your experiences in your internship, was there one that really stuck out to you that you really were, you know, when you're starting to think about what am I going to be when I grow up as a dietitian and what do I think I see myself doing? Was there one that stuck out the most that you really felt like, yes, this is my niche. This is what I want to do. Um, not totally. Okay. There was, it was actually kind of funny. The one thing that sticks out to me, and this sounds terrible maybe, but toward the end of my time at the VA, we had the opportunity to see a 
peg tube placed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they had asked me and the other intern that was there, Katie, if we wanted to see this procedure. And we said, yeah, absolutely. And so we were scheduled that morning to go and watch this happen. Well, while we were waiting for that, we got a call from surgery team saying we're also playing placing a J tube. Do you want to watch this? In the same day. J tube, G tube, back to back. (laughs) Are you interested? Yes. Absolutely. So we ran upstairs to surgery. We scrubbed in and we got to go in and I got to stand there maybe three feet away from where the surgeons were literally pulling the man's small intestines out and piling them up on his stomach and was just fascinated. I mean, it was amazing. (laughs) We loved it. That evening, I came home and I told my husband about it. He said, "Oh, great! You're going to want to go back to school to be a surgeon." And I was like, "No, no, no, no!" no. Um, but that was just amazing. That I think it was then that I kind of realized that the human body is so amazing, and there's so many different working pieces, and that I could affect that by helping people with their nutrition and helping them find mm-hmm. uh, proper nutrition to treat their disease state or to uh, prevent disease as well. So that was really neat for me. And then also, in my time at Des Moines Public Schools, I did a wide range of things. It was a combination of food service management and community mm-hmm. in that time. And so it was neat because we got to do pick a better snack. You got to do some education yeah, in the school. See some of that. And then also working with the food service employees and doing some training and just got a good feel for everything. And so realizing that kind of the possibilities are pretty endless with the school food service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just as a dietitian in general, um, you know, I guess when I first, first, first looked into it, I thought either at a hospital or at Hy-Vee because that's what, <laughs> that that was what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was neat to kind of see that wide gamut of mm-hmm. things, but, um, yeah. Was there anything during your internship that you wish you would have had more of? Looking back, I wish I would have had some more clinical experience. I think I could have benefited from more time in the hospital. Our situation was kind of unique. Uh, For us, we were spending the majority of our time in the food service management and community aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And so our clinical was cut short. Gotcha. And so I think that I look at some friends of mine who, granted, they're just now getting done with their internship, even Mm -hmm. though they started slightly after I did. They've had such a long period of time in these facilities that I think that they just have a better grasp of things. So the plus side of things is Iowa State internship is only six months long. Sure. The negative side of that is that it's quick and it's dirty and Your you just yeah you get through and <laughs> yes. um, maybe didn't gain as much experience as could have elsewhere. Well, and kind of thinking about your situation too, which is very similar for me too, is when we are at that point in our lives, we've gone to college, we've done all that, and we just kind of wanted to get to that point where we could start being dietitians. And I think you do kind of compromise a little bit of that mm-hmm. education piece where you wanted more clinical experience and that you probably missed out on a few things, but also the end game was, hey, I'm only here six months and now I get to be a dietitian as opposed to some internships sorry internships are 12 to you know 18 months two years long and that's a big difference so yeah I can I can relate 100% to kind of want to get done and get done fast but I wouldn't (laughs) trade it yeah no getting done fast was perfect (laughs) so thinking and I know I know just because we've worked together and we worked together for quite a long time, two years, is that two and a half, two and a half years? We, you were my assistant in yes. the Hy-Vee land in the retail environment. And when you think about kind of like your internship and 
I know job related experience is a huge thing now too for interns and Mm -hmm. students to have experience. So let's kind of talk about like your initial experiences as working with a dietitian, Mm -hmm. which I think it was me. And I think you also worked at a hospital too. So let's kind of talk about those initial just kind of touches that you had as, you know, being kind of a dietitian, but not quite yet. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Well, and I uh, truly, I can't remember where, but before I went back to school, I somewhere along the line read or heard that these internships are extremely competitive. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I wanted to get my feet wet as soon as I could. So I started at Unity Point Hospital as a diet clerk, answering room service calls, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say maybe two to three weeks before classes started for the first time. And so I started there. I worked in that position for a year and a half um, before there was opening, being an assistant for you. Mm-hmm. And I decided it was kind of twofold. I mean, I was very excited about the opportunity to work with you. Plus, being there for a year and a half in the position I was in, I'd learned about all I could learn. When it I came had, to special diet, like, did yes. you get exposure to those things? Yes, and, yes. yes. And it, w- it was nice because a lot of the staff would defer to me when there was a question about a diabetic diet and they weren't sure, oh. even though I hadn't really had this. <laughs> Apparently they <laughs> thought they- that by via osmosis, I'd pick this up, <laughs> but sometimes I did have a better idea sure. or understanding of why a person could have this versus that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so you got to tap into your dietitian skills pretty early in the game. I did. I did. And it was nice to be able to also work with dietitians, both my supervisor and my manager were dietitians. Um, so getting to kind of pick their brains about things and how things worked in the hospital was nice. And then just getting to, you know, make contact with the dietitians that worked in the hospital occasionally. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and so I did that and like I said, for a year and a half and then there was opening, to be your assistant, mm-hmm. and I decided it was a good time to pursue that, and so I moved over to work with you, and then was there for two and a half years. Um, I had other friends who had the same title as I did at other locations, high V locations, mm-hmm. and just based on kind of the way things worked at those locations, some of them only got to demo the entire time they were there, mm-hmm. which they're still appreciative for the experience. But sure. I was, I was very appreciative. You were so good about letting me get my hands dirty and working with all kinds of things. I was able to go to the dietitian meetings and network with the other high B dietitians. Mm-hmm. I was able to see how the corporation kind of worked with the dietitians and what that all looked like. I was able to do the food demonstrations to lead store tours. Um, do screenings. You love do doing screenings. screenings. Yes. yes. <laughs> I kind of block that. I kind of block that portion You're like, of it. all these screenings. But I think like you mentioned too, when you were talking about gaining experience, I think you want exposure to as much things as you possibly oh, yeah. can. And there's, and as you said, you were like, I, when I went on to be a dietitian, I was thinking I'm going to be a clinical dietitian or I'm going to be a retail dietitian. And so when you, when you think about what, when you had those initial thoughts and then you did do hospital work and then you did work with me and then you did your internship, where did it all fall? And when you got done with your test and we'll see, let's talk about your test. How excited were you to have passed your test oh my and gosh. to be done? And Oh my gosh. I think my husband was maybe even more relieved than I was. We had many arguments about, you'll be fine. No, I won't. You don't know. Um, the yeah. anticipation is so intense it before is. that test. It is. And Iowa State does a great job. They do the Gene Inman review. Uh-huh. And I studied that for many, many hours. Many, many hours. 
And that did a good job, though I got in there to the exam and I was blindly answering questions. I was laughing, shaking my head Were you? at some of them. I'm sure the <laughs> Were doctors... people sitting next to you going, oh, yeah. uh, this chick's losing it. Oh yeah, they're filming <laughs> the whole thing. And I'm sure like the expressions of my face is when I'm like getting... I think they really should tape you oh, yeah. while you're taking the test. So you, then you can see the goofiness that's all going on in your face when you're thinking about this question. And you're like, what is that question? Yeah, oh yeah. I remember this question. Yeah. yeah, things I've never been exposed to. Educated guess. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I have not like a, a not B twenty percent chance of getting this right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, got that over with. So thankful. And I actually at that time had a job secured as long as I passed my exam. Oh, so you are good to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, the job came about. I didn't really know what I wanted to do for sure okay. at that time. I was just kind of open to whatever, and I was recruited from my medical nutrition therapy professor at Iowa State. She was no longer working at Iowa State. She was working as an RD, and she recruited me to job share with her. Oh. And so that's where I started with my position that I'm in now. Your current. So it's yeah. every, this is your first job. So your yes. first job is working with a preceptor, basically, or yes. someone that has kind of been your been part of your dietetic yes. journey. And now you're working with her, and you're doing um, long-term care? Long-term okay. care. Um, I got into the long-term care sector. Totally different than anything i really <laughs> It's kind of far from clinical and like the retail setting. So, yeah. and it was good at the VA. They do have a long-term care facility oh. there, and so I had had a little bit of experience. One of my preceptors actually would make me do what's called an MDS. It's a minimum data set, and we have to do it in the computer. And the other preceptors would give him a hard time because he'd make me, he said, no, I just want the interns to be exposed to it. Uh-huh. And I'm so thankful that you did. Cody, wherever you are. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> you helped me out yeah, because I walked in. I was like, I know what that is. I do know what that is. <laughs> um, so I started long-term care, unfortunately due to some budgetary situations, they ended up cutting back my hours and I'm contracted through Mercy Hospital, so I actually was able to train at Mercy Hospital and pick up some okay. clinical hours as well. So you're you're in a contracted position right now. So yes. now you're under this conglomerate that you can also now work at the actual hospital clinical setting. Yes. So you're bouncing between long-term care and clinical. Yes. Oh, okay. How's that? How's that going? <laughs> that seems oh, a little different. It's. It's difficult. It's hard to wrap around, wrap my brain around it. And even though a lot of the things I look at in the long-term care setting are clinical, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've had some residents who have come in with two feedings and having that hospital kind of experience with that does help me in the long-term care facility. However, things are different. The way things run are different. The way mm-hmm. we do assessments are different. And so it is difficult to bounce back and forth because in any given week I could be really in four different facilities doing four completely different things yes so unfortunately it is not ideal but it is what it is Mm -hmm. and it's my job currently and so and you're learning a lot I absolutely am (laughs) I absolutely am and really I mean I'm thankful that I'm getting the experience in all these different arenas that I might not be getting otherwise so I try to look positive side of things and well, and you think about working with me too. We, all, I mean, every day was a completely different day. There oh, yeah. was really nothing that was ever a set in stone. So I think adaptively you're good with that. Like yes. you can kind of go with the flow. But I think as a new dietitian, that's. Do you feel like that is kind of not the most ideal situation? Or yeah, I think for me, it's hard for me to really get a good grasp on my clinical judgment because I feel that that clinical judgment has to change so much 
before I fully developed it. Mm -hmm. And so that's hard for me. I feel that I'm much slower at each of my jobs (laughs) because my brain is trying to sort out what's appropriate for the facility I'm at and the patient that I'm working with and our goals. Are they short-term? Are they long-term? So on and so forth. Um, So that is difficult for me to do because I feel that I haven't put all those pieces together yet. Because you haven't had enough time to be at one piece. Right, right. Um, so it's a challenge, but I'm sure that there are benefits to it as well. Absolutely. And so I'm just trying to, yeah. You kind of got stuck though in a place where, which I think a lot of dietitians do as well. It's just with our profession. There's always seems to be budget cuts when it comes to dietitians. Yes. There's just not enough of us to really take care of patient or customer needs or, and we seem to be the first ones to kind of get constricted. So unfortunately you got that end of the stick as a brand new dietitian, where you're already seeing that their nutrition experts are needed everywhere and there's lots of them needed, but unfortunately facilities aren't providing the amount of care that is needed to take care of the, the actual patients. Yeah. And that's a struggle right now is trying to balance the, what can I do versus what should I do? And unfortunately, sometimes what I can do is not I feel up to par with what should be done gotcha. or what the optimum level of care would be. Um, I was in one of my facilities just Friday and there were several p- residents that I should have gone in and spent some time with and talked to and seen if anything had changed from their perspective. Looking at a medical chart, there's only so much you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Without seeing the patient. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, you know, with time constraints, things had to be signed off on for reimbursement purposes. And there's all these other pieces that come into it. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, they'll have to come to me if they have concerns or, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have to check in on them when... I get a free moment, but yeah, it's not ideal. There's so much other stuff, I think, to being like in long-term care and clinical because it isn't just going in and seeing the patients and charting. There are so many other mm-hmm. aspects of being in that particular job that whereas retail, oh, well, we just, we're there for the customers and that's our focus. Whereas you have to go through, you know, there's government issues, there's regulations. And I think so many of us dietitians feel that pressure time-wise that we want to have mm-hmm. that patient care, but then we have that other aspect that takes our time away from patients. Yes. So think like diet as a dietitian, are you, you know, do you find yourself wanting to be more about being with people and being with that patient care? Are you finding that, um, you know, maybe patient care isn't where you want to be. So thinking about this whole, you haven't been a dietitian for a long time, but how is Erin learning to figure out what she wants to do <laughs> as she goes forward it's a good in question. her career? <laughs> um, I, cause you've had such great exposure to different things in a really short have. time that you've been kind of doing this. I have. Um, I don't want to rule anything out because I think that things can change and uh, oftentimes do. Mm-hmm. Clinical dietetics, I don't know that I have the gift for it that some do. I don't know that my brain processes all the pieces as effectively and as efficiently as some uh-huh. RDs do. Mm. Um, and I mean, not that I'm like giving negligent care to these no. patients, but it's just not something that I'm quite as passionate about because I don't feel that I have that competency huh. um, or that, I don't know, like I, I find my power from being good at whatever I'm doing, being proficient. Yes. And I feel that I don't You're not feeling you're very superhero-ish <laughs> when no. you're <laughs> in the clinical world. Um, 
ideally, I would love to do something that combines both my agricultural background okay. and my dietetic background. I was going to kind of ask if it, you know, if you know, if you were going to mesh the two, if that was kind of like a goal of yours in your future, since you do have a passion for the agriculture background as well. And obviously they all tie together. Yes. And I didn't really realize it until I got into school, um, how much of a connection, I don't know why I didn't make that connection (laughs) in my brain before, but really I kind of say that I know food from the ground to the gut because I I kind of feel that it's, you you know, I've got a pretty wide perspective of our food and then how our body uses it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think about it until while I was in school, I met a family who we got to talk in. They were from Oklahoma, from Stillwater, Oklahoma, where Oklahoma State is. And so I shared with them that that's where I'd gone to school. Mm -hmm. They asked about my background and what I was doing now. They also knew somebody who had a background in agriculture and then went on to get their degree in dietetics. Oh, really? They were so excited because this particular dietitian now works for like some big pizza chain, like national pizza chain doing product development. Oh my god! Like you never know where this could take you. And that was the first time that I thought, oh, there there are positions. Yeah. And it involves maybe pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, got me talked into it. Well, I would have never thought that. But grains, I can see agriculture and grains and... And cheese. And cheese. And vegetables. Yeah. I mean... Everything goes on a pizza is from agriculture. That's so true. So um, I think that I would like to pursue that in the future. So you still have that agriculture passion. Like oh, yeah. You still... So what is your... When you think about agriculture, when you think about... I guess I'm not very familiar with that. So when you when you talk about agriculture, if you had to pick your passion out of that, what would it be? Because um, you said your parents were farmers. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're My dad is a grain farmer, corn and okay. soybeans. Um, my time student teaching, especially I got a lot of hands-on experience with livestock as well. And really just working with the producers, I like the people and I like to see, I mean, my perspective of agriculture isn't these big factory farms that Mm -hmm. maybe a lot of us think of now. Mm -hmm. It's the family producer Mm -hmm. who is still very much a thing, at least here in the Midwest. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, whether that's, on the plant side or the animal side, I just have a passion for the people that produce our food mm-hmm. and feed the world. I mean, ultimately, you know, like you said, oh, with pizza, you think of grains, <laughs> which is absolutely true. But then, but then really, all if you the think other about things, it, you know, the pepperoni had to come from a pig sure. somewhere. The sausage had to come from a pig. The cheese had to come from a cow. Somebody had to make or produce those vegetables that go on it, the tomatoes. I mean, so all of it, all of our food comes from agriculture. And that's, and then you kind of think about going back to even like pick a better snack, like mm-hmm. school food service, it all connects with that too. So oh, teaching yeah. kids about where their food comes from. And oh yeah, absolutely. I felt like I had a great grasp on, you know, how do you grow a sweet potato? Oh, well, let me tell let you. Let me tell you because I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it does all come together and um, I don't know. I that's think that's a really cool aspect about you and like where you could go with this profession because not many of us do have that agriculture background and you really have an agriculture when it comes to your family, when it comes to previous education and, and then to note there's possibilities in our field that could lead to that mesh of both, uh, both of your educational backgrounds. That's exciting. It is. And I don't think a lot of dietitians would ever realize that, you know, I think about how many dietitians lived on a farm and their parents were farmers and whether it was grains or whether it was livestock, they do have that connection, that knowledge that they could use 
mm-hmm. in a profession somewhere yeah. as a dietitian. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fun. One of my professors at Iowa State actually farms part-time as well. Oh, and really? And so that was kind of fun. Ruth Litchfield, who taught my okay. community um, class. So she, yeah, she definitely knew this whole side of agriculture along with the dietetics. And that was kind of fun to make that connection with her um, and to discuss some of those things with her as well. She's a dietitian so, and a farmer. Yeah. That, which, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, especially <laughs> in Iowa. <laughs> when I think about when I met you too, I we, when we Facebook met and our message met. And then, you know, we started talking about, I was so fascinated by the fact that a person that already got a degree in agriculture and was going to teach is now getting to that point where she wants to be a dietitian. But it all kind of made sense that we do kind of come from the same roots when it comes to food and we want to educate and Mm -hmm. care for the people that we, that we take care of with good nutrition. And it comes from, from the farmers and it comes from the producers and it comes from those initial things. So, and I think you hit the nail on the head with education and that's why I went into agricultural education. It's because I wanted to inform people about Mm -hmm. what agriculture was. And then I went into dietetics because I want to inform people on what good nutrition is and how that all works. And so, yeah. The You're definitely an educator at heart then. I guess. <laughs> Someday you might be a professor yourself. You might be Ooh, teaching it. Means a lot of more school. You'll be telling your husband, ah, I think I'm going to go back to school again. PhD, you cool with that? I think maybe he won't be worried about spring break and things like that this time around, though, if you decided to. I don't know. I don't know. He's unrealistic sometimes. (laughs) Well, I have to say it's been awesome knowing your journey so far. I know that there's a lot of journey left for Aaron Hoisington, for sure. And it'll be fun to watch where you go and where you end up in your career. And I'm excited for you. So you always have to keep me abreast of what's going on in your life, in your dietitian life. Absolutely. (laughs) But I have some fun questions I want to ask you at the end of this. So, and even though I might know some of these from previous conversations in my office, but it'll be always fun to revisit them. So tell me about your favorite food. What's your favorite food? Um, it is a toss up between ice cream, sushi, and pizza. (laughs) I think I could eat those three, three days or three meals a day. Three meals a day. So you can just rotate them tonight. Pizza night, tonight, sushi night. This is ice cream night. Ice cream for breakfast. I like that. I'm good with it. I've done that before. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what's your least favorite food? Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs and pears. (laughs) It's and a see, long a- standing running joke with all of my friends <laughs> because they seem so, they're not related, but anyone asks me, it's hot dogs and pears. I just don't like the taste of either one of them. It has nothing to do with anything else. And I was thinking about when these questions, I was thinking about our pear conversation of how when Stacy, who is our coworker, how we were talking about foods and she's like, do not ever give Erin pears because no. she will never eat them. No, at my, um, actually for my wedding tasting, Stacy and some other people had conspired, and when everybody else was being served these nice meals, it was a big group wedding tasting, I got served a plate of hot dogs and pears. <laughs> um, That's just mean. Yeah. So, no, it's a long-running joke. Long standing. And, yeah. It just tastes preference. I think it'd be funny if you became, like, a pear uh, farmer. That would be... <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would never eat my own product. It'd be fine. It'd you be just sell it'd it. perfect. Uh, what is your favorite drink? My favorite drink. And it can, and it can be any drink, any beverage. Any, what are you saying, Anne? <laughs> um, I do drink a lot of water. I really, truly do drink a lot of water. Do you love water? I don't love water, no. But you like to drink it. But I like to drink it. I really enjoy a good grapefruit lining kugels, shandy. <laughs> It's a big favorite summertime drink. 
and coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Are coffee. you a coffee person in the morning? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least a couple cups, a little splash of skim and that's all I You're need. You're good to go. You're good out the go. door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I didn't know you were a coffee drinker. Oh yeah. Usually we work together and be later in the afternoon and you don't drink it in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Not so much. So. Now I'm old. I'll be up all night. You'll be. <laughs> not good. <laughs> you know what that's. What's your least favorite drink? Hmm. Pear juice? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. All right, well, we can take pear juice off the beverage cart for you. <laughs> what is your favorite smell? And it doesn't have to be food. It could be anything. Top three, lilacs, which I know yes. we share that. Yes. Leather and fresh mowed grass. Ooh, too. We need to put all those in a candle. <laughs> might be a little weird. It might work together. <laughs> I like those. Those are good. Uh, what's your least favorite smell? Hot dogs. <laughs> do they? I don't do know. You, I did. Do you watch... smell them from a distance? Like yeah. if you went to like a baseball game or something, can you smell the hot dogs? You know, it really isn't that bad if they're just cooking. I'm fine. But like during my internship, my cohort and I did a pureed food project for the um, children at Smouse Elementary that had the dysphagia. Sure. And we pureed up hot dogs, and that was one of the toughest things I've done. It was a little rough. A little rough. Um, I did watch, though, a wound vac change out the other day. Uh And yeah, the smell of of rotting flesh was also (laughs) maybe up there with the pureed hot dogs. That is definitely a dietitian, like clinical dietitian. Yeah, we've all been there. If you've been in clinical dietetics and you know what a wound vac is, yeah. Yeah, No big deal. Not good. All right. So last question, your guilty food pleasure. So if there's one food that you love that, of course, we get judged on as dietitians sometimes. Oh, yeah. What's one of those favorite pleasures of yours? I am a, I also do enjoy diet soda, diet Coke or diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I get lectured about it all the time. And I said, I'm not trying to say it's healthy by any means. Don't you mind me. But yeah, if I do do it, I do a giant one as well. And then. So like, uh, like a fountain, fountain soda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Diet Mountain Mountain Dew is good as a fountain. So refreshing. It is. It's bubbly. And yeah, I understand. So yeah, that's probably my biggest, like, I know I'm getting judged. (laughs) Judged by their dietitians or judged by just anyone? Anyone who knows I'm a dietitian. Gotcha. Yeah. Does your husband judge you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. He'll look at you and say, uh, Aaron, I'm not for sure how this fits into your... Yeah, probably some guy at the gym told him. <laughs> Guys at the gym always know what they're talking about when it comes to nutrition. Absolutely. I, I hear they're about so it all the smart. time. <laughs> they're the nutrition expert expert. Apparently. <laughs> I just had to go to the gym and talk like a dude. I had no idea. It would have saved me a lot of money and time. Yeah, absolutely. No internship needed. You'd have been good to go. <laughs> Well, it has been awesome talking to you today. And you know, I always love spending time with you. And I like you as a dietitian. I like you as a friend. And I just hope fabulous things for you. And I can't wait to see where you're headed. And thanks for spending time with me today. Oh, back at you. (laughs) That was my conversation with Erin. I hope you who have thought about going to dietetics as a second career were inspired by this episode. Don't forget to check out my new blog posts this Wisdom Wednesday. And if there's something you'd like to gain more wisdom about, let me know and converse with me at AnnaElizabethRD.com, where you can find all of our conversation notes and links to the things that we talked about. And you can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AnnaElizabethRD. 
Remember to be great, always find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.